Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to episode seven of our nine, possibly ten, part miniseries <laughs> on The Last of Us, the HBO Max series, which is not a sponsor. And thanks to everyone who keeps talking about to the other official podcast. <laughs> I appreciate it. But man, every time is it a little dint uh, in my <laughs> self-esteem. No, not really. I do love hearing about it. We are not the official podcast. Uh, just fans. This is uh, a love letter. It really to the, is. To the game and show from, it, from Annie. <laughs> Love Annie. Yes, with Samantha's support. Yes, uh, with me as a PS, like, she's mad at you. <laughs> that's what I'm telling them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Samantha is, has been lovely this whole time and has uh, hosted our watch parties. Uh, this one was a cheese event. It was very it was nice. very good. Oh, yeah. I ate all that so garlic. Much cheese. So much cheese. I ate the garlic, man. You, you know those like, garlic. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> oil-infused really garlic. Yes. yes, I loved it. Um, well, this, uh, yes, we'll have spoilers for the most recent episode, episode seven, Left Behind and Everything That Came Before. Samantha is my guardian and hopefully not spoiling anything else. I feel like we've done a pretty good job, but it has been difficult. Um, <laughs> yes. She has too much knowledge. I do, and I forget. I forget sometimes, but <laughs> I feel I feel like we've done it pretty good. So yeah, you should be fine. And yes, this is a temporary thing we're releasing on Saturdays, the week after the most recent episode, and it is replacing my happy hours. But we will return to regular programming, maybe. I think so <laughs> at some point. <laughs> um, this one content warning for I guess general. Sadness, violence, um, trauma, trauma. Yeah, uh, I guess alcohol use potentially, especially among younger people. But um, suicide, it's suicide. Yeah. So yes, this is 
based on the DLC, the downloadable content called Left Behind, which I will talk about more briefly in a second. But if you want to know more about that, you can see our recent Fictional Women episode on Riley for more information on her portrayal on the games and comics, which is pretty much the same, but a lot more backstory, I would say, in that if you want it. Um, You can also see our happy hour on the remake that we did kind of recently, The Last of Us Part 1 Remake. And I'll talk about why that matters in a second. But uh, in the meantime, Samantha, do you want to do your your wonderful recap? Yes, I can do this. All right. So we are opening scene of seeing bloody, I guess, tracks, essentially, going into an abandoned home and where we go to all the way down to the basement and realize that Joel is lying there still at this time alive, but barely, and in a lot of pain, bleeding out. For some odd reason, Ellie keeps trying to make him press against his own wounds like he's not bleeding out, but okay, sure, why not? At this point, they go back and forth about how to do this. He finally grabs her and says, you've got to go back. you got to go north and find Tommy. Uh, you got to leave. Save yourself. She's like, no, I don't want to. And then he has the strength to push her back. So I'm sure that gushed out more blood. There that is. And she kind of looks at him in shock and looks back up. And then she runs up the door hand on the door to get out, and then we go to flashback. We're in a flashback where she is in the QZ listening to her Sony Walkman, which apparently was a thing in the comics, because if you have listened to that episode, you will find this out, as I did. And she is running around in the gym. A girl comes and bullies her and says, you know, oh, your protector's not here. What are you going to do about it? They end up fighting. She ends up giving that girl enough injury that that girl has to have 17 stitches while, you know, Ellie has a black eye. She sits in front of an officer who pretty much tells her, hey, we're trying to make you an officer. You're so good at this. We want you to live the life because apparently it's not. There's like a hierarchy. And if you're an officer, you get all the good things while everybody else doesn't get the good things. And so she's like, okay, I choose to be an officer. Flashed forward to her going to her room where she's in this dark room with all of her posters in her room. She pulls out a book. It turns out to be the first pun book. And Annie does not have this copy. And it's a shame. I'm disappointed in you just a little bit. But it's okay. (laughs) But it's okay. Um, We turn to look that the roommate is not there. Her side of the room is completely empty. We have some moments of aha, sad. And then she goes to sleep. Next thing we know, someone's crawling through the window. Who could it be? And she tries to uh, cover Ellie's mouth. Ellie, like, jumps up, pushes her, kicks her, and ready to stab her. Turns out it's Riley, the roommate that has left. And she's been gone for three weeks. And for all that Ellie knew was that she was dead at this point. But she's not. She's back. And she's like, where are the hell did you come from? Where have you been? A little argument ensues because, you know, they argue apparently all the time. And then it turns out Riley has joined the Fireflies, which Ellie thinks is a joke until uh, Riley shows off her handgun and she's like, oh my God, you really have. A little small argument ensues because, you know, Ellie's at now, right now, like, she's not pro-pro Fedra, but she is more towards Fedra than Fireflies. So we have a moment and an exchange and all of these arguing, Riley's like, if you will shut up, I've got a surprise for you. Come with me. Throws pants on, makes Riley turn around to put pants on. Riley's like, this is so weird. Why do you have to always do this? She's like, just turn around. They get all their stuff. They go down the stairs. Uh, they're like, you know, the, the Fedra don't know anything. And then as they're about to go exit, a Fedra t- comes by. She's like, Ellie's like, ha see there? They don't know anything, huh? 
whatever. Mm-hmm. So they continue on. Uh, they escape through a building, which is so many stairs. And she does the things that many of my friends do that I'm very upset about when they're like, it's not far. And then like 20 minutes later, you're like, where the hell am I? You're like, you lied to me. <laughs> but yeah, they finally go up all the stairs, come up to, oh, a body. Um, and they go to investigate a dead body. They have a conversation about seeing dead bodies before it turns out that Riley had because of her parents. There we find that the dude has a very expensive bottle of whiskey that he had to exchange a lot of cards. I'm guessing that's the currency. Um, And then the assumption is that he had taken pills and uh, drank that, did this on purpose, so was now deceased. During this time, he falls to the floors. Very scary. It was a jump scare, y'all. We all all went, what? We all had a moment. Mm -hmm. They grab the whiskey, which is still fine. These young underage drinking is a no-no, but they drank. They were like, okay, uh, let's move on. So they move on, and they come to the roof, and they have more conversations about how she got discovered. Turns out Marlene is mentioned at this point, and she was impressed with how Riley was able to sneak around in in the show. And so she was then asked to join. Then they go hopping across roofs, which was like, I would die because I would fall down off the I roof think we immediately. All said that. Yeah, like then none of I'm like these kids are courageous because I'm like I would have died. It would have been yeah. over. Um, as they continue on, they finally make it to their place, which is the mall. Which apparently this whole area was supposed to be quarantined and shut off, but it's not. And she's like, you know, there's all these infected, but like really, is there though? Hmm. And turns out that the Fedra had turned power on over there to extend uh, their territories for more people to have apartments and such. So this area has power. What ra? So they go into the area. They don't know where they're at. And and then Riley's like, shut up. I got a surprise for you. If you'll go this way, go take take a right, go through the door, stand there, tell me when you get there. All this ensues. Finally, Ellie's like, I'm here. And then she turns the lights on and, oh, my God, it's a mall. Yeah. It's a mall. She's like, oh, my God, we're at a mall. Where's the infected? All these things. Won't they see? And apparently they're in a bunker, essentially, so they can't see underground. I guess they're low enough that no one can catch the lights. So she says, I have all these wonders for you, and we're going to call them the five wonders. It took me a minute. I had to re like remember what all these were. And we're going to start off with the electric stairs or the escalators, which is a cute little scene of her trying to figure out what they do and going. She's like, I'm not moving. Look at me. And she goes (laughs) up a down escalator. Mm -hmm. And then they have fun. She almost does die because she almost fell off of it. And that's the thing. So they finally come to that. And she's like, that's fine. Yep, I've got four other wonders. Let's go. So they can walk down. They talk about how it was looted at one point in time. Um, And, of course, the most important things were taken first. And the unimportant things, like a lingerie from Victoria's Secrets. There's a lot of product placement here, y'all. A Mm -hmm. lot of product placement. (laughs) Including E-Spirit, which, is that that still around? A store? I was wondering. But it would have been in, like, 2003, right? Which is when that happened. I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. Mm -hmm. You're right. There was Target. GameSpot. GameSpot, which... I think it's still there. Subway. There was no B. Dalton. Where was, was it the A&W, though? Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if okay. that's related. So, but <laughs> we, they, we have a cute little scene about lingerie and having Ellie wear and being laughing about that because there was this thong, which really looked uncomfortable to it me did. as well. It's like, why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the whole time we're seeing Ellie kind of try to primp herself and look cute because she had planned all these things. And it's like, are we on a date? What? Mm-hmm. And she's like, close your eyes. And they hold hands as she takes her to the next part, the carousel, which they have a cute moment and have a conversation. And then they get a little deeper into the conversation. There's not, they're not happy about it. 
like things are happening about the Fireflies conversation, QZ, trying to be an officer, all these things. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? But still sweet. They move on to the next thing, which is the photo booth. And she has a $5 bill, which is worthless because we see money everywhere. Mm-hmm. They take very faded pictures with several different poses, which you have said in the in our previous episode that you can play yep. uh, these things. Mm-hmm. And all the poses are actually in mm-hmm. the game. So mm-hmm. we have that moment, and they come out, and they go to the next big thing, which is the arcade. Holy mm-hmm. And she's come prepared. She's been working on hours to break the coin machines so they can play. They play their favorite game, Mortal Kombat. It's very loud. It's getting loud. They're having fun. And then they go down to where she has a present for her. And they come down, and they find out that that's where Riley has been sleeping. She's kind of hanging out there. That's where uh, Riley gives uh, Ellie her the second pun book. Yep. Volume two. Volume two, <laughs> T-O-O. Uh, mm-hmm. And so they start reading that off a little bit. They don't understand one of them because they have no idea. Yeah, yeah, screenshots. Like, what's that? <laughs> Real funny. <laughs> and then you find that there was bombs there, that there's homemade explosives. Riley has been stationed there, and they get into another big argument about, you know, blowing up people. Would you do this to me? This is, you know, terrorism, all these things, talking about how bad these things could be. Why would you do this? Blah, blah, blah. So she's about to leave. So she finally admits that this is the last time she's going to see her. They're not going to see each other because she's being reassigned to Atlanta. And so she wanted to do this big thing for her. Um, And she's asked if Ellie could go, but they said no. So all this heartbreak is happening. This was the big goodbye. Ellie's mad. And she's like, you know what? Go. Fine. And she leaves. And then, of course, she comes back. They have a more conversation. She's like, I do have one more surprise for you. She leaves, but we do a, see a, a, a second shot of one of the, I guess, the communicator zombies, which are, they're stuck to the wall, but I guess they are, they're able to uh, communicate to other zombies to let them know that there are people here. Oh, my God, there's here. So that's what we see. So we're all on the edge of our seats thinking, oh, they're coming, they're coming. But then we also hear all of a sudden screaming woman. And Ellie hears a screaming woman. She runs, screaming, Riley, Riley. And she comes to a Halloween store with the, one of those prop graveyards. And Riley says, surprise, this is your finale. I saved this for last because I knew you would love it. They have another big conversation about, you know, her leaving and whether or not she was sad and mad and why you would do this. And then they kind of make up uh, when she sees the store and everybody, like, whatever. And turned out Riley had taste stolen her Walkman gotten, uh, she's like, you have bad taste in music, and puts on the Etta James, I Got You Babe, into the PA system, and they put on Halloween masks, get on top of the glass counter, and start dancing, at which time I'm like, they're going to fall and die. But they didn't. It's okay. Just in my head. They have the best time, and they're having a good moment, and she takes the the head off, and she's like, the mask off, and she's like, don't go. And Riley says, Okay. And then Ellie kisses Riley, and it's a sweet moment, and Ellie goes, I'm sorry, and Riley's like, what for? And they both smile really big, and she's like, what do we do now? She's like, I don't know. And essentially, they're going to talk about, like, staying together. It's a really beautiful moment. And then we hear some noises. 
we hear those noises, and then we find one clicker who is very damn fast, goes after both of them, one shoots at them, one throws things at them, they do knife, or, and all these things, they finally kill him. And then we see Riley looking at Ellie, and, and Ellie going, holy shit, that was amazing, like really excited for that moment, until she looks down to where Riley is looking down and sees that she's been bitten on the arm, and she has a panic attack, she's like, no, 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 no. And then we look up at Riley and realize that Riley has been bitten on the hand. So both of them are like, "Uh uh-oh. And then Ellie loses it and starts busting out all the glass, screaming, angry, all these things, knowing that this is the end. And you see Riley just sitting against the counter. And then Ellie comes over and sits, and she's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do at this point? Uh, Riley says, you know, we we have these options. We can A, kill ourselves, B, we could just be real poetic and sh- and sh- and then she was like, "Well, what's the third option?" She's like, "There's not one." So, but I choose to. It you it, it t- different people take different times. I've seen it. It could be two hours. It could be two days. And I choose to make make the best of that time. So essentially, I think and I think it'd be poetic as sh- to lose our minds together, quote unquote. Um, and you see them just hold on to each other. Coming back to the current moment where Ellie was about to walk out the basement, she looks down, runs out the door to look for supplies, scrambles everywhere, looks for things, finally comes back and has a needle and thread, essentially, and is sewing him up. She gives a nod, he nods back, and we see them sewing each other up, and it was super gross. They hold each other's hands, and still super gross. Oh, yeah. rant for a sec please pay apps are way too public what happened some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and i realized people can see my entire history who i'm paying like full names it's super weird yeah it's weird how are you paying your friends then apple cash it's all in messages you can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends random people can't see it did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. Not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. 
Well, thanks again, as always. <laughs> Excellent recap. This this episode has a lot to talk about in it. I just recommend it. I think if you haven't seen it, you should watch it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it does have a lot of Easter eggs, I will say, especially like in Ellie's room and then things in the mall. They have a lot of call forwards, which is what I'm calling them. It's not a callback. It's a call forward <laughs> to what to, what's to come. Um, so that's very fun. And in the like post show thing, they talk about how this is a, you know, what, what was it like to be a kid in this world and what was it like to skip school? So before we get into it, just very quickly, again, see our recent episode we did on Riley for fictional women around the world for more information. But this episode is based on the DLC Left Behind plus the comic book um, American Dreams. DLC stands for downloadable content. So basically the game came out in 2013. On Valentine's Day in 2014, they released this thing that you could download that was like, um, I'd say two-hour gameplay. Um that you could add on, and it was more to the story. And I know the next day I told you, Samantha, but I was uh, kind of laughing because a lot of people were arguing about where this came from. They were like, what What was this? This wasn't in there. Yes, it was. It certainly was. Um, <laughs> more on that in a second, too. I do want to say uh, the game mechanics of it are very different. As I said in that Riley episode, um, it is interspersed. It's different. The main difference, I would say, is that it's interspersed with Ellie at an abandoned mall trying to find medical supplies to save Joel. It also kind of shows you how she got him to that house. And she's having these flashbacks to what happened with Riley interspersed between that. Um, but the game mechanics, as I said in that Riley episode, are very different. They're very sweet. Like, you, you're literally playing... You have like a water gun fight and you choose which pose you want to do in the photo booth. And you are reading puns to each other and you can do that at kind of any time until you run out of puns, which I definitely did. So it's, a, it's kind of like a very sweet thing, but over, over the whole of it is you know how it ends. So there's the anxiety throughout. So I think the way they did that in this, even though, like, if you've been paying attention, they've mentioned Riley several times already, is that when they show you the zombie in the basement and against the wall is when you're like, oh, gosh, this is not good. <laughs> um, this is not going to end well. So that kind of that anxiety hanging over. Um, if you want more of Riley's backstory, uh, the comic The Last of Us American Dreams has a lot of it. Um, as I said, there was a big backlash to this when it came out. So it was that was one of the reasons I kind of chuckled to myself, even though it's not really, really funny. The next day when people were arguing about, like, mm -hmm. where did this come from? Because I think a lot of those people would be, like, the so-called fans who were just so mad at that yeah. they didn't even play it or yeah. either ignored it. But people were mad. People were mad. Not everybody, but there was a pretty loud, <laughs> small group of people, but very loud, uh, who were angry about it. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Riley, who this was kind of her big story. Um, she has been mentioned several times in the show, in the first episode, second one, third one, I think the sixth one, arguably. I don't think like directly, but if you know who Ellie's talking about, then you're like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
She is somebody who can stand up to Ellie. As you said, they argue a lot. Um, a lot. And like that scene where she's like telling Ellie what to do, like go up the stairs, take her right and out the door and tell me when you're there. <laughs> like very uh, strong personality. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very sweet. It's like the game is very sweet and this was very sweet because it's, it's sort of a innocent young love, like the mall date, you know? Yeah. And so when you see, especially as, you know, as who, I don't know, I grew up with that. Um, yep. When you see, like, Ellie's face when the lights come on, and she's, like, teary-eyed because they'd never seen anything like this. She'd never seen anything like that. Um, and Riley having this, like, date planned, even though it's, like, not really a date, but it's pretty much a date. Right. Like, I'm going to show you, like, the the best parts of the mall, and I planned it out. Um, I love that part when Ellie's like, well, you planned things? And Riley's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just very sweet. It's very sweet. Like their first kiss is very, very sweet. Like you can tell it's kind of their first kiss. It's sort of clumsy. And then they laugh really loud and yeah. smile really hard. It's just really adorable. And then when they're like playing Mortal Kombat and they like are just exuberant at the chance so to do this. Which they probably had just, you know, read about magazines and seen had never done. And there were so many instances of that in this, of like, you know, Ellie's reaction to the escalator. Um, and then again, yes, I think I said this in a couple episodes ago, but their reaction to the lingerie where they're kind of like, what were people up to? Right. <laughs> what is this? Right. And then I mentioned also there's a um, poster for this, like, I think it's called, like, Dawn of the Wolf, which is definitely a Twilight ripoff. Right, right. That it was coming out. And um, Joel, in... There's a lot of conversations in the game that you can miss. They're very easy to miss. And one of the Mm -hmm. ones you can have is where Ellie looks at that poster, and it's kind of like, what is this? And Joel says, oh, my daughter loved it. I took her to see it and all this stuff. So that's sort of another connection there. I did notice on one of my multiple rewatches that when it's kind of like zooming into the the zombie, oh, the infected in the basement, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's at, it's like at an American Girl doll store or something. Oh. It's not, I don't think it's that, but it's essentially that. Okay. And it says, every story has a beginning over the cross of it. I'm like, oh, yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I do, I did want to say I have the I didn't buy this, but it came with something else I bought that was Last of Us related, but I have the Polaroid of Ellie and Riley on my fridge. (laughs) Very, very cute. Um, One thing that they did differently that I don't know that I necessarily like it better in the game, but it's a very cool thing in the game, uh, and it's a big difference, is in the arcade, because, as I said in that Riley episode, Warner Brothers owns the rights to Mortal Kombat. So... They played Mortal Kombat, but in the game, it's this game called Turn The Turning. Mm-hmm. And when they get to the arcade, it doesn't work. Um, and Ellie is so disappointed. And Riley tells her, like, close your eyes. And it's a very beautiful sequence of Riley just describing, like, he unsheathes his knives. What are you going to do? And Ellie's like, kick. Like, and it, you can hear, like, the sounds in her head of what it sounds like and the the lights are kind of on her on her face. And I think they're going to do that. There's another sequence where they do that. So I think they're saving it for that. Um, but I do I do love that part. 
Uh, and the lighting, I thought the whole set was really cool. And like the mm-hmm. lighting of it was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. The mask that they wear, the Halloween masks, are exactly from the game. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And this is actually Ellie hates Halloween stuff, by the way, because of this, because she associates it with this. Mm-hmm. And you you do encounter it in, in the games a lot because, you know, Outbreak Day was the end of September. And so they already had their Halloween stuff out, um, but she hates it. But one of the other things I wanted to talk about was this whole idea of goodbye. Because you see Ellie really not wanting Riley to leave, but sort of struggling with like, well, what, how do I get her to stay? Or should I let her go? Or what does she want? And a lot of internal thoughts. Um, There's one scene on the carousel that I think is super cute where you can tell she like almost reached out to hold her hand and then didn't. She's trying to hold her there. Um, And so she lets, she kind of has this fight like, oh, you don't care about me, like leave, whatever, I don't care, I'm leaving. And then she says, like, I'm your best friend. If this this is what you want, I'm going to let you do it. I like, I'll let you go. You should go. Um, and then has this moment after they're dancing of like, no, please stay. I'm asking you to stay. And, and Riley says yes. And then they say, like, oh, we'll figure it out together, what, what it is. And it kind of goes back to her fear of being alone, as she said. But one thing I also want to mention um, as I've told Samantha, I've recently learned in the last episode, they were watching this movie, right? And we didn't know what it was. <laughs> we just were like, whatever. But it's called The Goodbye Girl. And she leaves before the ending. And a bit, I, I haven't seen The Goodbye Girl, but basically the plot is Richard Dreyfuss's character comes into the lives of this woman and her daughter. And uh, the woman has had a lot of men come and go in her life. And so... The girl, the goodbye girl, has really gotten used to people not staying around um, and is expecting this guy to leave all the time. And she, in the end, sort of learns like that goodbye doesn't mean that's the end or that, that that's, it, do, it doesn't have to be this horrible thing. And she leaves before she sees the ending of it. Um, so... That was, I feel like that was very purposeful. And this is one of the times where you kind of see Ellie trying to say goodbye, but then having that fear of being alone. And then also, this is like her first crush. Like, she, this is the one person she has. She's very isolated. And she doesn't want to let this person go. And she asks her to stay. And Riley says, yes. And then, of course, because it's the last of us. You can't have nice things. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. They both get bitten. And then we get to see the difference between how Ellie reacts, which in the words of Craig Meisen, the showrunner is very dark and violent Mm -hmm. and angry, versus Mm -hmm. how Riley reacts. And he says that's because, you know, Riley has experienced loss and Ellie hasn't at this point, or at least not to a degree where she can really remember. And so... Because really, I mean, she talked about like what happened with her parents and this feeling of belonging, wanting that back. Uh, and then, you know, you see them talk it through and like every second counts. And if I can be with you, I want to be with you as long as I can be. Because if you think about it, that was a big question people had 
when we knew we had like Riley's name and we knew they got bitten at the same time in the first game. But then we're like, well, so why didn't they die? Or like, why? What? how would this come about? Right. And so the answer is that they have this like pact where we're going to stay together as long as possible. But the, they both thought they were going to die. Like 100, they would have mm-hmm. no reason not to think that. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's another thing where I almost asked you about this before, Samantha. <laughs> but apparently some people are arguing about whether or not Riley dies. Um, really? She did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Huh. Well, she says it. Yes, she said it in the first episode. Yeah, the very first episode. Yes, but I guess some My people didn't Riley. pick up on it. Oh. But, uh... Oh. I know. Do they not know what kind of show this is? I know. I was, re- I was like, literally, oh. like, well, now do I... What do I do? But no, she dies. Oh, no, um, she's dead. She dead. Like, sorry, she real dead. They said it in the first episode. I'm pretty sure they... Like, when she... In six, when Ellie's like, I've lost people, too. I'm... That's... She was talking about Riley. Right. And And Riley does hang over all of the show uh so she's not that's not the end of her but it is certainly like i said that building of tension because when you're playing it you know um that that's how it ends it was very very moving it was very very sad samantha had to get us tissues me and my friend katie um (laughs) i think it was sadder than the game because in the game it's less it's the same conversation but they're more like tired um they're kind of more like well, here's what we do. And it it does cut away um, before you see them die, which it did in the show. But in the show, it was just kind of, I think they they made it more emotional. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. So, Riley's death. 
does hang over Elliot. It has shaped her worldview. It is this traumatic event where somebody she cared for, had this crush on, maybe loved, uh, died. Uh, and they thought they were going to die together. And she, they didn't. Because Ellie survives this whole thing. And so she, this is part of her survivor's guilt. Where every time someone she loves dies, and even not even someone she loves, every time somebody dies, she has a guilt about it. Because she didn't. So you see that with Joel after she flashes back to what is going on. Because she's opening the door and she's thinking about leaving. And then she's remembering what Riley did for her and how... Riley stayed there and didn't let her die or kill herself, um, like held her hand. And so she's remembering all of that. Um, but it is like a, one of the biggest shaping events uh, for Ellie, something that she just just hangs over. And like like I said, when you play as her, you look in the backpack and she just has all of these, like she still has the firefly pendant. She has the pun book. She has all of these things. And, you know, it hasn't been that long at this point, like maybe a couple months. But I did want to shout out Storm Reed, who nailed that performance. Amazing. Was so good. Atlanta um, native. Yes. And, like, <laughs> honestly, like, she made it her own, but was exactly like the characterization in the game. Mm. Mm, so good. Mm -hmm. And she's already spoken out about, like, uh, the review bombing, the response, and has been like, I back up what Bella Ramsey said. If that's what you're worried about, you need to straighten up your priorities. <laughs> yes, agreed. Get them. Uh-huh. Uh, something else I wanted to touch on briefly is, I think, and I'm going to have a lot of thoughts about this oh. in the last episode that we oh. do, but they are, um, they're definitely setting up Fedra versus Fireflies in a way that they didn't in the game. Or at least not okay. as in-depth. Mm -hmm. Because that was always there. But they've they've really built it up, and that's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> and also, I did. I think they had that kind of chilling comparison to Kansas City when Riley's like, "What if we, you know, free this place and we take over? It'd be so much better." And then we saw what happened in Kansas City when that happened. And that that you know, that's not necessarily to say that would have happened here, but it, it was kind of, I think, a chilling pointed uh, comparison. Something else I wanted to talk about, and I'm going to talk about very briefly too, because no spoilers, but I will say, um, I didn't mention this in the last one, but Joel's injury, he falls on a pipe and gets stamped through. And it's a really cool scene where, um, I mean, it's very upsetting, but it's very cool where Ellie is like taking charge and having to lead him out and he's kind of passing out. So it was a different injury. Also, Joel's anxiety medication, I didn't know this, but they added that into the remake so you can see it before the pandemic, before the outbreak, it's on his bedside table. So I guess they kind of did that as a nod as to what was coming. But there have been a lot of articles about it, about like, oh, this is exactly, like that's how anxiety feels to me, of kind of like your heart stopping, it hits suddenly whenever and all this stuff. So that's interesting. As I mentioned in a recent daddy episode, there's also been a lot of articles about single parent based on this. And something we'll have to come back to, but I have seen a lot of stuff written lately about uh, Bella Ramsey's comments about chest binding, because I think she said she spent 90% of this uh, with chest binding filming and uh, she was talking about like how you need to do that safely and all that stuff but there's been a lot of conversation about that interesting 
Yes. Uh, so, what is to come? And honestly, this one's, I'm no spoilers here, even if you've seen the trailer. I want to tell you scary stuff is coming. I think it's the scariest part of the game. Um, but that's up for interpretation as always and debate. Mm. I was wondering if they're going to put the infamous rabbit scene in there, and I don't think they Ooh. are. I don't think they are. We were waiting. I don't think they can. I've thought about it. Of you course think so? I have. Well, technically, I'm trying Why to figure not? out how they would do it. <laughs> Everyone I mean, who doesn't know is like, what are you talking about? Just as an insight, yes. Between us, uh, not not y'all who have not seen what's going on. Uh, I don't know. I think they still have time because technically we don't know how Joel is doing. And they're going to be in that uh, no, area I mean, stuck for a while. I agree, but I don't know. I just am sh- I'm not sure how they pull it off with effects. I can see it. But oh, we'll effects. See. I see. I see what you're saying now. Yes. Okay. Okay. Like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Like yeah. strategically on. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I on think camera. That if they can do it, they did it. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about this. Everyone's like, "What is going on?" Um, <laughs> there are only two episodes left. Can you believe it? Oh, but, uh, woo! I hope, as always, that you're enjoying this, whether you have seen the show or not, whether you've played the game or not. And, yeah, we love hearing your thoughts about it. I am excited for the next couple of episodes. Uh, (laughs) You can contact us at StephMediaMomStuff at iHeartMedia.com. That is our email. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at StephOneNeverToldYou and YouTube now if you just want to listen to us there. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.